date to your potential, inspiring, educating, and empowering single members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Our hosts are Peggy Matheson, betrayal trauma recovery expert, and Sharon Collier, certified life and relationship coach. Episode 10, Ten. Breaking Up and Rejection, again, with our very special specialist, Sharon. Go, Sharon. <laughs> Sorry, now I have to stop laughing. <laughs> but that did make me feel special. Thank you. <laughs> we got those chemicals going, which we're going to talk about I today. I know, all those More chemicals. chemicals. <laughs> so to talk about breakup and rejection, first we need to talk about being in love. Right. It's such a lovely feeling. It's such, I mean, fireworks and unicorns and rainbows, right? Teddy bears, all those wonderful things we feel when we're in love. And it's important to acknowledge those because they make us happy. All our oxytocin that makes us feel attached makes us feel happy. Our dopamine's flooding and that makes us feel happy. That's you know, stimulating all our serotonin, our norepinephrine that gives us all our butterflies and that swelling feeling that we're just absolutely positive that we're in love. Yes. All those great things are all stimulating our happiness. And it's really important to acknowledge those because when we break up, they immediately stop. Oh, we've all felt that. Haven't we? Haven't we just gone from the highest of the highs down to the lowest of the lows? And just thought, what is going on here, right? Yeah, so, absolutely. There's chemicals. Yeah, <laughs> there's chemicals. That just kind of puts it in a different realm to think about it differently, right? Yes, and that's why I explain it the way I do, because people think they're going crazy. People think they're too sad. People think, you know, that there's something wrong with them. And there's not. This is all normal, natural stuff. Um, as long as... You know, you feel those feelings as long as you build a tent there, not a whole house, as long as they're temporary. Right. It's important to feel your feelings. It's okay to have those feelings. You need to acknowledge them. That's super, super important. Yes. So we're not saying you just like ignore it. Right. All of that. But yeah, but you don't want to live there. Like you said, Nope. you don't, you don't want to build a house and live there. So we have all our chemicals that have stopped, right? Except... Our attachment hormones, our dopamine and our oxytocin, and I'm going to say the ghost of do- uh, the ghost of dopamine and the ghost of oxytocin mm-hmm. remain, because we've the got happy ghosts. part of those, the happy part of our dopamine and everything has stopped, but yet the attachment part has held on. And let me explain. We still feel attached to this person, even though they might be the scum of the earth. Um, even though they may have fully rejected us and we're feeling all that, we still feel attached. This is what makes people go back to abusive situations. This is what Mm. makes people justify bad behavior in someone. This is what causes the on again, off again, on again, off again thing. And I have to tell you, after you've broken up for about the third time, statistically, that relationship is not going to work. Oh, that's good to know. Statistically. Statistically, about the third time that the breakup has happened and you get back together, it's not. And some people get married just to get married to get divorced. 
the marriage lasts anywhere from... Wait, wait, you think people purposefully get married just to get divorced? Well, no. But, <laughs> just but want to clarify. Is, no, 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 this is, sorry if it sounded like that. No, this is just what happens. Oh, okay. it's just what happens. Is they think that marriage is the answer. It's if like, they've oh, broken if, up a couple yes, of times yes, or like, three oh, times. If we just get married, then we're going to work harder at this. And we're going to be and, committed and it's going to work. Yes, Ooh, and yeah, it does no. not. It usually, the marriage usually lasts anywhere from eight months to three and a half years. Wow. Because it's not based on true commitment. It's just based on all this dopamine and all these hormones and chemicals. And a normal marriage that starts based on, um, based on hormones is only going to last three and a half to four years. If that's all there it, is. You know, if that's right. all there is. Because people get caught up in this. Like we talked about in our Love Chemicals podcast right. before. People get caught up in it thinking it's real love and they aren't committed. They just think love conquers all and this is where we are and they're not committed and they're not ready to do the work, you know, to really stay married. So so the ghost of dopamine and the ghost of oxytocin are actually liars. Our oxytocin is going to last about 30 days. So I've heard of people talk about the 30-day no contact rule mm. where it's like if you can just keep from contacting, it's like the at least the oxytocin will die off. Dopamine, it's just... Dopamine is kind of an iffy thing and we don't know how long it lasts or doesn't last or... I love this because because you can use this to help you transition out of that relationship, especially if in your mind you've gone, there are some things that really are not working here. Yes. Um, and I've had the experience where even after the 30 days, I perceive that what I was getting out of the relationship or what that relationship was, I made a story about it because yes. it wasn't a very, I'm this particular one I'm talking about wasn't a very, wasn't long at all. Right. And I was t telling a story about it. I was making up a story and I had to constantly say, you have assumed Peggy, you have made jumps and leaps about what this really is. And yes. it is not because he was showing up. He was not showing up the way that I imagined him to be. Right. So to get that 30 days behind me and mm -hmm. then also to deal with some of my thoughts too and go and just have to have these conversations with myself yes. and just get really real with myself. Right. Get really honest. Yes. Well, what made me come on this dis discovery was a five-year on-again, off-again, really weird, bizarre, I can't even really call it a relationship. It was just not with a healthy person at all. It's, uh, I was so ashamed to have even said I was with this guy for this long. Um, but I actually made a list. Every time we would break up, I would make a list of all his indiscretions because he really, really wasn't a great guy at all. There was nothing really great about him except mm. that he was a handyman and could fix all my things <laughs> around my house <laughs> was the greatest thing about him. And, um, oh, he made me laugh. But other than that, I had a whole list and I would look at this list and I'd be in so much pain and I'd get a little text from him that said, I miss you. And I'd look at the list and go, oh, I can deal with these. Uh oh, I can fix him. And yeah, I told myself, that. yes, uh. all sorts of stories in my head. And I thought, why, why am I doing this? And so at about the five year point, when I realized I could get a different handyman, <laughs> you know, and other people were going to make me laugh. I, this is when I started the research. I thought, why would I want him back? And under any circumstance, why would I want this man back? And I realized that my dopamine, my, this unhealthy ghost of dopamine 
is telling me that I want him back and it's unhealthy and it's wrong. And knowing that made me just be able to say, okay, shut up dopamine. Like you're not needed here Mm -hmm. because, and I did release myself from him and he actually got in a relationship two months later and married her. So yay for him. (laughs) Yeah. And yay for you. You finally, I mean, it's still, I mean, it was long, but still you got it. Yes. But sometimes Sharon too, what happens, definitely the chemicals are involved, but there may be an, um, a limiting belief that we've yes. adopted as a yes. child. It's that unfinished business we've talked about For that sure. is drawing you to that kind of person. I've had clients come in and say, man, I, I, I know this is not the right person for me, but I can't stop wanting to be with him or yes. her. And, and I'm like, you're in the right place because right. we need to change some patterns because what's happened is that part of you that's unhealed, unfinished yes. from before, usually childhood, but can be it was later from than my that. marriage. Yes. Yeah, from your marriage. We you're dry. It's comfortable. Mm-hmm. It feels good. It's that it's like yes. I have a sign here. Hey, yeah, I'm comfortable with this kind of guy. Yes. Bring it on. And yes. it shows up in different ways. It can show up yes. in different ways. It's like I've had I've had a client that was a sexually abused as a child. She got into an abusive marriage three times. First one was physically, second was sexually, and the third one was emotionally abusive. So there's, and marriage is to, it's for us to become our best selves. And so it's there that our partner becomes a mirror back to us to heal those wounds. So, but let's do it before. We've talked about this before. This is kind of our theme. Take care of this before you get into a committed relationship. Yes. Anyway, so I just want to throw that in there. Oh, no, no, I actually would... I would consciously think, oh, I dealt with my husband. He was difficult. I could deal with this guy. And it's like, why would we do that to ourselves? Right. You know, why would you do that to yourself over and over and over again? You know, now I know I wouldn't, you know, I've had much healthier relationships. Um, Well, and you probably at that point, there was probably a message that you were believing that you're not good enough. Yes. Oh, for sure. For anything else, for sure. Why? Why and, would and I? And he's think a handyman, and he makes you laugh. Well, you can. This is comfortable for you, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. No, for sure. I mean, that's exactly what was going on. But I had to figure this out. Yes. I had to figure this out. You know, when all my friends are saying, "Just so you know, if you said you were going to marry him, we'd all stop you." You know, I mean, so many outside sources were talking to me that I wasn't even hearing. You yeah, know, that's and so, you know, I've been there. I know lots of us have been there. We know. And just so doing the research and this is why I share this, because we need to know, you know, what are the forces pushing on us? Yes. Right? Heavenly Father is not telling us. This is not the spirit telling us to go back to this person. This is our brain chemicals. This is our addiction centers in our brain saying, go back, go back. This is comfortable. You know, it's better to have somebody than not have somebody, you know. And it's a lie. It's just a lie. And you just have to kind of fight through those um, to, you know, get through it so that you do not go back to a bad situation. Very good. Really good advice. Yes. So should we talk about how to deal with the breakup for a minute? Because we're going to get into rejection and Peggy has some really good stuff. But um, I just wanted to talk about how to get through a breakup a little more comfortably. I love it. Yeah, so let's go. our serotonin has stopped. Our happy stuff has stopped, right? So we have to replace that. And we have to replace our bad dopamine with good dopamine. Like the kind, dopamine, actually, we produce dopamine when we're looking forward to something. 
Like, it's almost like the difference of, like, going to get an ice cream cone and having an ice cream cone. It's much funner to think about going to get an ice cream cone. Yeah, that's why you plan vacations. You think ahead of time, I'm excited, I'm going to be going, and I'm going to be going to the beach. It's like, have you noticed when you actually drive to vacation, if you're driving, that trip doesn't take anywhere nearly as long as driving the trip home, the trip home <laughs> because our dopamine is being stimulated. So having things to look forward to produces good dopamine, which is helping our serotonin, right? Um, exercising. What a great way to um, stimulate our serotonin. Go to your happy place. My happy place is hiking. If I can yeah. hike to a, a body of water, I love that. Do your happy things. Um Reach out to people. If you're suffering, reach out to friends that are going to make you laugh. Nothing stimulates your serotonin like laughing with friends and being social. So do the things that you know you love to do. If you're not a social person, maybe don't go be social, <laughs> you know? Yeah. But do do healthy things to get you through it. Do not turn to Big Macs and chocolate and Diet Coke and <laughs> unhealthy things. Stop yourself before that. Think about it. We're yes. going to go through over that in just a minute. But I, I, yeah. Sharon, this is very much about self-care. Yes. And if you are not doing, if you don't know what you want, I mean, I think for a lot of years in my marriage, I didn't know what I wanted. And that's part of the system I was in where it was confusing and all of that. And it wasn't about me. It was about all about him. And so, but if you don't know what you want and you love, make a list, start making a list. You should have a list of at least 20 things that you can go to. And these might be like when I coach people individually, when they're in trauma or they're in a challenging relationship or going through something like this, I have them make a list and it can be as simple as I want to just sit down and look out the window. Yes. I love putting my feet in water, you know, yes. or I'm, yes. I'm going to give myself permission to take a nap. So, but get your self-care list. Yes. It's super important and have that ready. And so you have a plan yes. when that happens. You have, you know, get yourself a team, get your friends mm-hmm. together or whoever it is. Maybe it's just one or two people and, and, and start checking those things off. Start doing those things. Yes. Super, super, super important. It's it's important in every aspect of your life, whether you're married or yes. single or going through a breakup or getting to know someone, that yes. knowing yourself and being on board with who you are and what you want and need is is actually one of the biggest ways you can protect yourself from abuse and from, yes. you know, yes. emotional it's distress. It's really loving yourself. Yeah. Self-care is the way you love yourself. And it is a commandment and, you know, to love yourself. It is a commandment. Love your neighbor as yourself. It yes. is a commandment. You have to start with yourself first. But no, when I talk about living a balanced life, self-care is an equal part. You have to have self-care. You have to have self-love. And so you get into that. When you're going through a breakup, you get into that, you know, <laughs> and put it on turbo. You know, put it on turbo to get you through your dopamine ghosts and your oxytocin ghosts and so that you can move on in a healthy, healthy way, a healthy, happy way. And I have to add one piece here, too. You did say we need to we have a tent set up. We have emotions. Mm -hmm. So that doesn't mean we are not saying that you don't spend time by yourself feeling your feelings. Oh, for sure. Because that's going to be important. If you need to say no to everything else tonight and I just need to sit on the couch and Mm -hmm. cry. Yes and hold a blankie close or whatever it is to yes. comfort yourself. Yes. Those are important things. You, and anger, hitting a pillow or whatever you need to do, you it's super important. That's part. Of, that's a big part of self-care too, is yes. allowing yourself to feel your feelings. So yes. just want to say Feeling that. Feeling your feelings is very important too. But like I said, we build a tent there, not a house. Right. All righty. Um, is there anything we need to talk about? Breakups, because I think we need to get into rejection. I'm super excited with some of the things Peggy has to say. Um we're excited about rejection. We're excited about 
about rejection. No, it's important we talk about it because, like I said, people think that they're going through abnormal things or, you know, um, they don't understand their feelings. And I would just love to, you know, this is why I like to educate people on this is because we need to understand what we're feeling because rejection... When we feel rejection, it stimulates the same part of our brain as physical pain, like as if you stubbed a toe or broke a bone or, you know, a physical pain, knocked your funny bone. You think about some physical pains that are really painful. This is like paradigm shifting. I'm trying to figure out what, you know, thinking that, oh, this is like, it stimulates the same part of the brain as the physical pain. Wow. Yes. So let, like, let's say you've gone through a breakup and you're feeling all the drop of all these great hormones and happy stuff, you're also feeling the pain of rejection. If you did not do the breaking up, you are feeling rejection. And honestly, we feel rejection in a lot of ways. You know, so our one of our coworkers could say something mean or get a promotion that we didn't get and all of a sudden we feel rejected. Rejection is all around us. Yeah. And it's just nice to educate people on, you know, how to get through it in healthy ways and what's really, really going on. They've actually done a study on um, rejection because it stimulates the same uh, pain centers um, where they gave half the people placebos and half the people a painkiller like Tylenol or ibuprofen. And they actually said that the the people that had the ibuprofen and the Tylenol actually did feel better. I wish. (laughs) I wish I'd had that. I remember, I remember feeling, you know, as I was going through my divorce, I remember feeling physical pain from it. Like my body was shaking kind of physical pain. Wish I had known about that. You know, yeah. And, you know, I mean, you know, it's all around us at different levels, of course. I mean, yeah. And the important thing is not to take it and then spiral down. Yes. And just spiral off into, you know, awfulizing about yourself and saying all these terrible things. And Yes, watch yourself talk. Because as soon as you're rejected, I can't tell you how many girlfriends I've gone through this with. I've done it myself. Where all of a sudden you're like, well, I wasn't good enough. Maybe I wasn't pretty enough. Maybe I wasn't smart enough. Well, maybe if I liked road trips more. Maybe if I had blonde hair you know, we just go to these places or, in our brain. or skinnier. Yes, or, yes, all those things that you know. Or if I, I had more money for the guys, maybe if I, you know, yeah, you know. And I've never really had a guy. I, I had a guy reach out to me and he says, you know, good guys really do it. He goes, good guys really do finish last, and he's one of the best guys I know. And I'm like, don't ever think that. But yes, I, I've never actually heard a guy really go into the self-deprecating thing that, that you know that we women really go into, as far as self-doubt goes. And um, yeah, we're we're kind of prone to that. Yes, and the bad self-talk, you know, just telling ourselves that we're not good enough. Yeah. So this is what we want to talk about: is self-talk. There's three things you need to understand, and you've heard this before, but we're going to reiterate it. There's thoughts, and thoughts create emotions, and emotions create um, actions. So, and we tell stories about them. So, when you have a thought like "I'm not good enough," or you know whatever that might be, we start making assumptions. We start awfulizing on ourselves, and 
we create actions based on that. And if we have a belief that's already in place that was like from a child to whatever, that just kind of hooks into it, it makes it so much harder and it feels so much deeper. And that is probably a clue that you've got some work you need to be to do that you've yes, got some unfinished some business to clear out that yeah. stuff so that when that hits you when the rejection comes because it will come and it does come and it comes for everyone in different yes. ways but especially when you're dating i mean it's all over the place so if you can strengthen yourself that way so that when the i'm not good enough comes you can go oh that's not true yes. right you can just ignore that you can say oh that's an interesting thought that's not true so here's an um a story from um when i got divorced. There was a period of time after that. And I remember looking in the mirror and remembering the negative thoughts. And I realized that those weren't from me, right? That those were his, that he put on me. And then I had received yes. the whole marriage. And I'm like, no, that's not true. I, I, I no longer buy into that. And sometimes it's not as easy to do that. I feel like it was easy enough for me to do that because I've done so much healing work. And I was at the time doing a lot of healing work and clearing out all of that unconscious stuff that was happening. And so it was easier for me to just say and recognize it and go, that's not me. Yeah. That's, that's a picture of me that he wanted to promote, but that's not true of who I am. So, um, I have a little, a little way to look at this that's called stories, emotions, and actions. The stories we tell, which is the thoughts, create right. emotions, create actions. It's S-E-A, so C. Yes. So S-E-A, stories, emotions, actions. So if you can separate out the thoughts from the emotion and then your assumptions or your stories you're making around yes. that, it's really, it's like basic emotional intelligence 101. And this can really help you and practice it ahead of time. So I'm going to give you, uh, do you, do you have, I want to give them a tool. Okay. Sure. Um, if you have, do you have any other thoughts before we finish this up here? Um, I just want to mention before we do finish up that when you put yourself out there, you are most likely going to have a breakup. You're going to suffer some rejection. You're going to suffer these things. And it's just part of putting yourself out there. And so I just wanted to make sure that, you know, you're aware of this. You're aware this no relationship is going to be perfect. And you're probably going to kiss a lot of frogs before you find your prince or princess, right? Right. Okay. You know, I, before I had talked about how putting up your profile, it's like an acting because I've done acting before. Right. There's a there's a different skill for getting the, the part for mm-hmm. the audition. And there's a skill for doing the part. Right. So it's a different skill for getting the date than there is in being a relationship. Yes. And I want to say there's a ton of rejection. Yes. In the acting world. So you just realize that's a part of the job. Yes. It's just a part of your job as you're reaching out to get to know people. The other thing that's important is that if you need to pull back for a while and take care of yourself, strengthen yourself, and then go out again, make sure you you do that self-care and you take some time and strengthen yourself until you feel like you are strong enough to go back out there and do it. But rejection's a part of it. And so if you can keep that and realize that everybody's going through it one way or another, then that'll be helpful okay for the tool and then we'll be done for today this tool is a great way it's kind of like a saying a mantra whatever you want that helps you to tap into what you're feeling and when you start to understand what you're feeling and even you can figure out where am i feeling it in my body oh my stomach's tense hmm and then you can get curious right but the first step is this tool it's called stop be still open and allow 
So you want to, if you have something coming up, like you're feeling anxious or you just got emotion, you're not sure what it is. You just go stop. You think stop. Maybe you stop your body physically, stop your thoughts, be still and you open and you allow whatever you're feeling to come forward. Now, I actually have practiced this enough that I can do this in the middle of a conversation. Oh, wow. So, so I can go, oh, what's this coming up? Oh, and if you can't right then figure out what it is, just asking the question, you know, what is this? Oh, this is curious and getting really curious about it. You can play the game of just trying to identify your emotions. Now, there's a whole, you can go online and you can find a whole list of all the different names of different emotions. Right. You know, and it, it, you can, you, you know, it's happy, sad, angry, afraid, and then shame is one of them too. So, um, but you can start to name your emotions. That's part of emotional intelligence. Yes. Is understand, and you can say, you know, like I said, feeling where I feel in my body helps you to identify it. And then from there, you can start to ask, why, why am I feeling this way? What just happened? Or what's the thought? And you can kind of back up a little bit, kind of roll back the camera and see what happened that made this emotion. So it's a great, and you can practice this and I encourage you to practice it. So it's stop, be still, open and allow. Oh, I like it. Yeah. And that way you can start to um, really understand what's going on and start to get a little bit of control. So we've got the chemicals, we've got the thoughts, we've got the emotions, all of this. So hopefully you guys got some great, great stuff from today. All right. Thanks, Peggy, for that. And we will catch everybody next week. Thanks for tuning in. Yeah, thank you. Bye. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed today's episode and that it inspired you on your dating journey. Please share this with anyone you think might benefit from what you've heard today and subscribe to our channel. Check out our website at datetoyourpotential.com and take our free quiz to see if you are dating to your potential. We want you to know you are not alone. We support you. We are in this with you.